Hello and welcome back to True Crime Tuesdays on Days with Jade. Before we get started, I would just like to give my usual disclaimer, which is that I in no way mean any offence or harm to anybody who's spoken about in this video or who this video or podcast may be about. This simply is just a collection of data of things that I found online that I have collected and put together to report on. Okay and with that being said let's get straight into today's case. This is the true crime case of Selena Quintanilla Perez. Now I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this or watching this that do know who Selena is but for those of you that don't let's take it right back to the beginning. So Selena was born in April of 1971. She was born on April the 16th so she was an Aries much like myself and she was born in Lake Jackson, Texas. Selena was the youngest child to her parents Marcel Stella and Abraham and she had two older siblings, an older brother and an older sister. You could say that music ran in the family. Selena's dad had been a musician in his younger days and was so so passionate about music so it's almost like it was in the blood, like she was destined to be into music as were her siblings and at around the age of six Selena's dad noticed that she had a real gift for music and particularly singing. And Selena actually went on to release her first soundtrack at the age of eight. Like, how crazy is that? So what happened was her father realised that she was extremely musically gifted, as was her brother and as was her sister. So they created a band between the three of them that her father managed and he continued to be their manager throughout the entirety of their career. They were a really, really close family and they would perform at lots of small events, gatherings, weddings, parties, anything they could get booked for. And her father actually ended up opening a restaurant, which funnily enough is where they would kind of debut every night and perform at the restaurant. Sadly, after about a year of the restaurant being open, it actually went into administration and the family became bankrupt. But this didn't stop them pursuing their musical dreams and so they continued to practice, rehearse, travel and perform but it was around this time that performing actually became what paid their bills and put food on the table rather than it being something that they were doing for the love of just doing it. The family band were called Selena Ilos Dinos I'm so sorry, I've never taken Spanish. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And they were a really, really good band and such a talented group of kids. So her sister played drums, her brother was the songwriter for the band and Selena was the voice. Their father would literally travel up and down the country with them to different gigs, events, venues to have them seen and have them performing which is what they loved so much even with them going through their financial hardships which they were at the time like they always say hard work pays off and it certainly did for this family in the beginning of their career they were singing english songs they were singing songs that were on the radio really well-known music but after performing at a specific gig her father saw another band that were performing and singing in Spanish and they had a huge crowd and everybody was up and dancing and enjoying themselves and it made him realise that that was something that actually his family should do and their band should do. So Selena, which I think just goes to show you how much tenacity and passion she had for music, actually learned to speak Spanish so that she could sing in Spanish. And this was when the band started to perform Tejano 
music. Now, for those that don't know, Tejano is a mix of all different types of music which is sang in Spanish. The choice to perform and write Tejano music for the band really started to pay off. I mean, they were grafting, they were performing at all of these different events, they were going everywhere and their names really started to get out there and their popularity began to grow. Selena was getting recognised for her achievements and her accomplishments and her music and after one of her performances, record producer Jose Behard actually saw Selena and thought she was amazing and he was a producer of a company called EMI. He was a huge music executive and he really saw the potential in Selena and he signed her straight away. You can just imagine the excitement for Selena, her brother, her sister, her father, like they'd worked so hard, so, so hard for so many years and just loved music and were finally getting the recognition that they deserved and actually being signed, which is just amazing. Really, really amazing. In 1989, Selena released her first debut album called Selena. She went on the following year in 1990 to release her second album. And after her second album, this is when her career really started to take some speed and she was gaining more fans and recognition as time went on. And this is when Yolanda Salvador comes on to the scene. Yolanda was a huge, huge fan of Selena, like, and I mean a mega fan. She loved her, she'd seen her perform and just was, some would probably say obsessed with her. And she got in touch with the family and offered to start a fan club for Selena because like I said, her popularity was growing, there were more fans everywhere and it just made sense to start a fan club. Now, Selena just being the really humble and loving, giving, passionate woman that she was, agreed and was really happy to have her fans one of her fans working for her. That was a really big passion of Selena's, which has been mentioned in a lot of the documentaries that I've watched, that she really wanted to give back and she really wanted her fans to feel as though they were her friends because to her they were. And, you know, she was just this young girl that had come from really humble beginnings and was on the cusp of complete and utter stardom, really. And every day was becoming more and more successful and every day was having her music more and more acknowledged and recognised. And she never wanted to lose who she was in the beginning. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Yolanda seemed so appealing to begin with. So anyway, Yolanda starts to run the fan club and the fan club does really, really well. Really quickly, they have thousands of people subscribed and everybody seems to be enjoying it and it's it's going well, which is great. And around this time, Yolanda starts to become really, really close to the family. She's befriending them. She's becoming super close to Selena and actually starting to do jobs just odd jobs here and there for Selena and helping wherever she can with whatever she can to do with Selena. Aside from just doing the fan club, her family really liked Yolanda. Selena really liked Yolanda. They really felt like she was a good person to have around and that she was doing nothing but bringing good things. However, some people have said that they started to find Yolanda quite controlling and almost possessive over Selena. It was like she didn't want anybody to get close to Selena and some have even said that she was the person you had to go through before you could speak to Selena which is just a bit odd isn't it really anyway we'll get into that more later but in 1992 Selena released her third solo album and this really was her breakthrough album like she was on the up and up and up and everybody loved her and she was just doing 
amazingly well. She was actually the first female artist to sell 300,000 copies of her album and it was also around this time that Selena was embarking on a relationship with one of the guitarists of her band. As the band developed they had more musicians join and she fell in love with her guitarist. Now it's worth mentioning here that Selena came from a really really conservative strict family and so there was a lot of issues that her father had over the fact that she had fallen in love with her guitarist and she actually ended up eloping to marry him because I guess she had that attitude of once it's done it's done and everybody will just have to deal with it once it is done. When her father found out about her relationship with the guitarist he actually fired him which I can imagine was a really really big thing for Selena and probably super heartbreaking. Anyway they continued their relationship, they eloped, got married and he actually ended up back in the band. In 1993 Selena released a fourth album which was called Live. It was an album full of live recordings and this album actually won her a Grammy. She was in the Latin billboard charts. She was just killing it and everybody loved her. She was great. She was just such a warm and empathetic, loving person who was ridiculously talented and rightly so she was getting the recognition that she so deserved. This led on to 1994 when Selena actually opened two boutiques. Now it's worth mentioning here that in the beginning of the band when they didn't have very much money, things were tight, they would often make a lot of their own costumes. Selena would design her own costumes, she would you know go to the local arts and craft shop and get some sequins and glitter and glitter her boots and sequin her jacket. So she designed a lot of her own outfits anyway which were hugely popular with with the fans. So she opened two boutiques and inside they had a salon as well as her own clothing line. Now these boutiques were hugely successful and given how great Yolanda had done with the fan club and how close she had got to the family, the family decided that Yolanda would be the perfect person to manage both of those boutiques. And in the beginning everything was going smoothly. The boutiques were doing really really well, they were making a lot of money, people loved them and things seemed to just be great. But after a while, things started to not really make sense. Things were not adding up. And employees of the boutiques had complained at the way they'd been treated by Yolanda. Some of them had been sacked purely just because she didn't like them. And Selena's father started to realise that there was problems with the money and the accounts. Something wasn't adding up and they didn't know why. So of course her father went to Yolanda, asked Yolanda if she knew why things didn't seem to be tallying the way they should be and Yolanda said that she had no idea and I believe it was around this time that Selena's father started to ask for some of the bank statements. But Yolanda was very good at being really elusive, if that's the right word. So he took his concerns to Selena and they started to discuss what the possible reasonings could be behind the accounts not matching and there being missing records. I think this was when her father really started to believe that Yolanda wasn't all that she said she was. He started to realise just how controlling Yolanda was and how possessive and obsessed she was with Selena. So that combined with the fact that the accounts weren't matching up and things were missing, he started to have a really uneasy feeling about Yolanda. So 
like I said, he brought that to Selena. So Selena actually asked Yolanda for the missing bank statements. And through my research, I think there was about three different occasions when they were asked for and she was supposed to get them, but Yolanda didn't bring them. And I think there was one occasion where Selena had gone to Yolanda with her husband. Yolanda had given them over bank statements, but actually later on, Selena found that they were the wrong bank statements. And so I think even by this point, Selena was starting to realise that all wasn't quite what it seemed with Yolanda and just that whole situation in general. I read as well that her father had also found that the bank account, the business bank account that had been opened was actually in Yolanda's sister's name and not Yolanda's name. And Yolanda had tried to explain that away by saying that she'd gone to the bank and for some reason the bank wouldn't give her an account. And so she actually had to open one in her sister's name, which it's just all bizarre and it's all a bit iffy. And at this time, they all started to realise that. Now, this is where the story turns just so tragic. Like I said, Selena had been trying to get the missing bank statements from Yolanda. So just a little background on Yolanda. Yolanda was a registered nurse before she had offered to run Selena's fan club and before she had started to manage the boutiques. Around this time when Selena's father was starting to ask questions about the money and the way Yolanda was doing things, she actually went to purchase a gun and the cashier that she purchased the gun from was reported saying that at the time of her purchase, she'd actually said that she was working for a family as a nurse and her life had been threatened and that's why she was purchasing the gun. Now this is where the story just becomes so so tragic. After Selena had met Yolanda two or three times trying to get the bank statements she actually went and met Yolanda on March 31st of 1995 in the Days Inn motel where Yolanda was staying. Witnesses have reported hearing two women arguing and it being quite heated over business. They were continuing to argue and witnesses then said that they heard a gunshot ringing in the halls. Yolanda had shot Selena through the back and the bullet had come straight through out of her shoulder blade. At this point, Selena was running out of the room, trying to make her way to reception to get help, and she was heard screaming for help from everybody. Yolanda was fast behind her and shot her again. Witnesses have reported saying that they heard Yolanda also call Selena an explicit word before she shot the gun again. Selena ran and made it to reception, where she desperately pleaded for help and also made sure that she told them exactly who had done it to her. Reception staff said that she continuously said that it was Yolanda who had shot her and that this was the room that she was in. And that in itself is just so chilling because it's almost like did she know that she wasn't going to make it and so she was desperately trying to tell people who it was that had done that to her so that Yolanda wouldn't get away with it. The bullet had hit a main artery going through her back out of her shoulder and she bled out to death. Police arrived on scene really quickly and Yolanda had actually taken herself into her truck and held the gun to her head and she was in a standoff with the police for around 10 hours. At this point, the news had broke, fans were turning up to the motel and just watching this crazy standoff between Yolanda and the police. After around 10 hours, Yolanda clearly was just exhausted and gave up and the police immediately arrested her. The case went to trial and it actually had to be tried in a different state because Yolanda's defence attorneys had said that, you know, she wouldn't be given a fair trial. So they changed the town that she was tried in, but it didn't take jury very long at all to find Yolanda guilty of murder. And she currently is serving a life sentence. Yolanda has given interviews and in her interview, she said that it was totally an accident and that she didn't murder Selena and it was not intentional. On the day of Yolanda's sentencing, Selena fans literally lined the streets and cheered as she was driven off to 
prison. This whole case is so heartbreaking, but I think what's so poignant from the whole thing is that Selena was on the cusp of becoming a huge household name, and she actually ended up becoming even more famous in the aftermath of her death. Due to just the sheer popularity of Selena and just the horrific nature of the case and the tragedy that is this whole situation, a film was made about Selena's story, and Jennifer Lopez actually played Selena. And some would even say that this was Jennifer Lopez's breakout role. Just recently, Netflix have released a series called Selena, which really focuses on Selena's childhood and her rise to fame with her family and the whole background of them and her music. All of the music used within the series is actually Selena and you'll just be able to hear for yourself how amazing her voice was and how truly talented she was and their band was. So I highly recommend going and having a watch of that. Series one's the only one that's out at the moment but they will be bringing out a series two soon. Selena was a really special girl. She was just so, so into her music and she was so driven to succeed and be a really good role model to younger people and her fans and anybody that looked up to her. She really wanted to be the type of person that remained relatable and did ultimately what she loved and music was completely and utterly what she loved and what she was born to do. There are so many interviews with her family and fans and her husband and people that knew her on the internet. It's just so horrendously sad. The whole case is horrendously sad. She was 23 at the time of her murder, which is just unfathomable. She had her whole life ahead of her and her whole career ahead of her. Shortly before she died, Selena had recorded some English songs, which she had wanted to do for the longest time and ever since she'd been signed. And they actually released those songs after her passing. And those songs were just so well received by all of her fans and people around the world. It's just a shame that she never got to see that happen and that's it for today's case guys thank you so much for listening or watching i really appreciate it and you can find me on instagram at days with jade flannery if you would like to give any case suggestions until next time thanks for listening